Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad... To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad... To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Billboard.com Pop Shop Podcast. My name is Keith Caulfield, and I am the senior editor of Charts at Billboard. No, you're not. Nope, I'm not. I'm actually the senior director of Charts at Billboard. (laughs) And joining me, as always, is Billboard's deputy editor, Digital, Katie Atkinson. Hi, Katie. Hey, Keith. How's it going? Good. I'm just live editing you on the air here. Yeah, that's fine. I'm not. I'm not going to restart the show for that. It's, it's fine. Um, as always, the Billboard Pop Shop Podcast is your one-stop shop for all things pop on Billboard's weekly charts. In addition, you can always count on a lively discussion about the latest pop news, fun chart stats and stories, new music, and guest interviews with music stars and folks from the world of pop. Today on the show, we have news about the Spice Girls. Yay! We don't get to say that every day. Um, also, news about Ariana Grande, Andrea Bocelli, Normani, Marshmallow, Bastille, all of them. And we've got an interview with Dinah Jane of Fifth Harmony, believe it or not. Mm-hmm. She stopped by the office recently to talk about her new single, Bottled Up. Uh, she talks about uh, how, you know, what it was like kind of stepping into the solo spotlight away from Fifth Harmony. Um, how nervous she was to perform the song on the Tonight Show and a whole lot more. Uh, it's a really good story. Don't go anywhere. You'll want to stick around for this. Um, So stick around for that a little bit later. But first, before we get started, if you enjoy the podcast, subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast provider so you won't miss an episode. And if you want to explore more podcasts from Billboard, visit billboard.com slash podcasts. But first, news. News. Uh, Ariana Grande made a few headlines this weekend. Yeah, I'd say. First off, she released a new song called Thank You Next on Saturday night, just before SNL aired for some reason. What what an interesting coincidence. (laughs) The song name checks Grande's exes, including Big Sean, uh, her late boyfriend Mac Miller, and former fiancé and SNL star Pete Davidson. Oh, SNL. I get it. There's Uh, a connection there. Mm. And in the song, she says she's moved on to a new relationship with herself. Oh. Teasing the song earlier on Saturday uh, via Twitter, Grande wrote, No drags, no shade, just love, gratitude, acceptance, honesty, forgiveness, and growth. Have you had a chance to listen to the song yet? I did. Oh, great. Let's talk about it then. Yeah, I thought it was nice that um, people, I think people were, I mean, people were describing it as sort of like, I mean, I think the initial knee jerk was like, ooh, shady girl dropping this right before SNL. I mean, that's not how I talk. But that seemed to be sort of like the (laughs) Twitter... That was like the Twitter vibe. And I think, yeah. oh, yeah, but if you actually listen to it, it's like she she sort of learned and grew from each relationship. And it's kind of like, you know, she's moved on and that's okay. And 
And even Pete Davidson on SNL basically said, uh, it's a great song. Like, yeah. He said it like, I mean, it, like, it was hard to tell exactly what he said, but he was basically like, he, he said it was a good song. He, he didn't say anything about the song specifically on SNL. He just, he basically just said of the relationship, like, the breakup's not any of your business and, you know, she's a strong woman. I wish her the best. At the very end of that, though, when people were applauding, mm-hmm. he said something like, as as people were applauding, it's like, it's a great song, though. Oh, that probably didn't hear. Like, and then he I, said to vote, which is also important. Yeah, well, he, 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 well, he was like, you know, if you're wondering, blah, 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 most importantly, just go vote on Tuesday. And then people were like clapping. And he was like, mm-hmm. it's a good song, by the way. Oh, yes. Yeah, I couldn't tell if he said good or great. And anyway, well, feel free to, as Katie, you know, fact checked me earlier. Feel free to fact check us. <laughs> Tell us if Pete didn't actually say any goddamn thing about the song. Uh, the song's it's, song, it's a great song. And actually, in addition to the song, um, it appears that an album is also imminent. And it's called the same thing, allegedly. Thank you, next. By the time you hear this, the album could be out. It could be here. Um, Maybe it's a visual album. Uh, you know, Sweetener re- was released only on August Two 17th. weeks ago. Yeah, <laughs> two months ago. Two and a half months ago. Sure. But, um, yeah, it, it is crazy that we could possibly have another new album from Ariana. But I don't think anyone is uh, mad about it, especially her fans. No. Um, and actually, before we leave Ariana, um, uh, also she has the number one pop song in the country. Oh, God is a Woman. Now. God is a Woman rose to number one this week. Oh, the irony. She has a brand new single, but that old thing. That's <laughs> number one this week on the song? pop songs chart. <laughs> Uh, she she finally kicks uh, Five Sauces uh, Youngblood to the curb. Yes. After their, what, five weeks at number That's one? That's nuts. Um, yeah, so congrats to Ariana. Um, and actually, another Ariana news. It was announced on Monday that Normani, friend of the podcast, will join Grande on the first leg of the Sweetener World Tour. Uh, it's kicking off in March 2019, um, and the tour is set to continue through June 18th with its last stop, at the moment anyway, at uh, Madison Square Garden. And, of course, Normani, who got her start with Fifth Harmony, is currently working on her solo debut album. This is a great look for her to go uh, to go out and tour with Ari. And I actually mm. went to check because I thought it might may- have made sense that Fifth Harmony would have toured with Ari previously, but they didn't. I just thought that would have made a lot of sense. So, you know, this makes me think that by the time Normani is actually on tour with Ari, Normani and Ari, Ari and Armani, anyway... <laughs> Um, she'll have Armani? she'll have more than three <laughs> songs to sing. Um, yeah, because she I has "Love hope. Lies" and she has the two what, Calvin Harris tracks or Diplo yes. or is Diplo? No, no, Calvin, Calvin Harris. Calvin. So she has those two tracks plus "Love Lies." Is there other? There songs? should definitely be. So that's March, though. I can imagine the album could be out by then. She could have something else to support. And I mean, what are you going to do? Just sing three songs, the same three songs every night? No, no. I mean, she might throw a cover in there. Maybe do a you know a new version of a Fifth Harmony song. She has options, but still, mm. by March there should be more music. That gives for a, sure. that should give Normani fans hope that there could be a larger body of work out before mm. then. Mm. I know nothing. I'm just speculating. <laughs> Yes, and um, officially from your uh, uh, saying words out loud there, Armani is what they're going to be called from now on. Okay. Um, now, finally, and most importantly, obviously, it's time to spice up your life again. People of the world! <laughs> the girl group, and uh, I should say, I just said the girl group, Spice, spice Girls, Girls, announced Monday that they will embark on their first tour since 2008. Although Victoria Beckham will not be joining them, which is very sad. Wah, wah. Um, the other four Spice Girls, Mel B., Emma Bunton, Mel C, and Jerry Hallowell. Or as you may know them as Scary, Baby, Sporty, and Ginger. Minus the Posh. Minus the Posh. Are set to perform six shows across the UK. Um, They are stadium shows as well. A minute-long video teasing the tour shows the girls 
squabbling while on a newscast. They eventually break into Spice Up Your Life as tour dates rush onto the screen. Uh, the shows began June 1st at Etihad Stadium in Manchester. I say with a question mark to see if Keith might know. Hmm. And include and conclude June 15th at Wembley Stadium. I don't know how to pronounce that one. That one's in London. Um, singer-songwriter Jess Glynn will join the Spice Girls during their UK dates. And tickets go on sale on Saturday. And I guess we're just gonna have to stay tuned if she's gonna or if they're gonna come over to the U.S. as well. Hmm. Will you? Uh, first of all, Keith is like uh, slightly uh, bicontinental and uh, spends a lot of time in London. Uh, <laughs> I'm bi. Yeah. <laughs> continental. Continental. Um, <laughs> so, any chance you might try to check one of these shows out? Uh, I mean, sure. Uh, I did see the Spice Girls when they had their real reunion tour back in 2007 mm. when it was all five of the spices mm-hmm. it was the full spice rack was there <laughs> um saw them at staples center um super fun it was fabulous will this be as fabulous probably not just because it's only four-fifths of the spice girls right yeah and i mean there's lots of things to look at here like posh is obviously a massive celebrity and it is probably the biggest you know face of the group, mm. like at this point in the year 2018, but she herself might be the first to admit that musically she did she didn't necessarily contribute as much as the other ladies. Not shading Posh, but um, fewer solos maybe. So like maybe there'll be you know uh, less adjustment musically. Yeah, you know it's yeah. it's still sad though because st- you want all of them. If you wanna be my lover, you gotta get with my friends, make it last forever. We can move on to Chart Chat. Uh, first up this week, after more than 20 years on the charts, Andrea Bocelli earns his first number one album on the Billboard 200 with C. The mostly Italian language effort, which includes collaborations with Ed Sheeran, Dua Lipa, and Josh Groban. Yes, in fact, all three of them are singing in Italian mm. on the album. Oh, wow. Yeah. So if you ever wanted to hear Dua Lipa sing in Italian, mm-hmm. here's your chance. Uh, the album earned 126,000 equivalent album units in the week ending November 1st, according to Nielsen Music. Uh, it's not only Bocelli's first number one, but also the first classical album to top the tally since 2008. The third mostly non-English album to top the list in 2018, after, of course, a pair of albums by BTS. Those were mostly in Korean. Mm -hmm. And the first number one for Decca Records in more than 20 years. You said more than 20 or more than 10? More than 10. All right, cool. Thank you. Uh, The last Decca (laughs) album to lead the tally was the Mamma Mia soundtrack back in the summer of 2008. Um, Yeah, so... It's been a decade for Decca since they've had... (laughs) Oh, yeah, that number one. It's just a cool Don't mind de- me. Decca had to wait a decade. <laughs> oh, boy. Next, over on the Billboard Hot 100, Maroon 5's Girls Like You, uh, featuring Cardi B, holds tight at number one for a seventh straight week. I would have lost a lot of money if I would have done any gambling on how long this would be at number one. It's it's crazy. It's wild. It's, you know, I, I it's radio. Yes. Radio, radio, radio. Um, but still, it's weird. You would have thought that some like crazy streaming hip hop thing would have come along and knocked Maroon Five. ZZ was close. Um, and uh, Travis Scott's "Sicko Mode," which is number two again, came very close. Mm. Um, and uh, you know, it, it, it when you're looking at when I'm when you're looking at the chart, 
I would suggest watching out for Marshmallow and Bastille's Happier. Yes. It climbs four to three this week on the Hot 100. It's nipping at both uh, the heels of Maroon 5 and Travis Scott. Could it top the chart next week? I'd be down with that. That's a great song. I hear it literally everywhere and have yet to get sick of it. I mean, both Girls Like You and Sicko Mode lost their bullet this week. Mm. Um, a bullet means you ha- are still gaining in points, gaining in momentum. It's a little circle that you see or the little highlight color that you see on the chart means, you know, like you're number one with a bullet. It means you're <laughs> gaining. Well, Marshmallow is still gaining. It still has a bullet. The other two above it don't. So that means could it jump over them? Mm. Could could Ariana's new track suddenly surprise everyone and be like, move aside, I'm going to debut number one. <laughs> I don't know. We'll have to just stay tuned. Stay tuned. Lastly, there are two uh, new visitors into the top 10 on the Hot 100. As Halsey's Without Me climbs 12 to 9, and Sheck Wes's Mo Bamba rises 16 to 10. Without Me is Halsey's third top 10, uh, while Mo Bamba is Sheck Wes's first visit to the region. Uh, just outside the top 10, Panic at the Disco's High Hopes inches ever closer to the region as it vaults 21 to 11 with gains across the board. And Cardi B's Money zooms 54 to 13 after its full first tracking week of activity. So uh, is there anything specific that uh, you can account the Panic at the Disco rise for? Uh, that song's been around. Yeah, I think I think they're really um, kicking it into high gear on radio. Okay. I think that a lot of radio promotion is kicking in. I was asking Gary about it earlier. I know it's in his story. He mentions, uh, if it's not in his main Hot 100 story that posts on Monday, it'll be in Chart Moves. Okay. It comes out later this week. So, of course, hit up Gary. Um, I was wondering the same thing, too. But it's up. I think I think it's sale price. He might be helping it, too. But I think the song is just suddenly getting worked really heavily to Top 40. Yeah. Um, and now it's time for our interview with Dinah Jane. The Fifth Harmony member stopped by the office recently to discuss her new single, Bottled Up, featuring Ty Dolla Sign and Mark E. Basie. She talks about um, how the single is really special to her and and what it was like kind of stepping into the solo spotlight away from, you know, the world of Fifth Harmony. And, you know, how she's kind of like, you know, you know, learned a little bit, and now she's kind of putting her own stamp on things and putting her own voice into her own music. Um, she talks about how nervous she was to perform the song on The Tonight Show. She was so nervous, you guys. Super nervous. <laughs> You'll find out just how nervous. Yeah. <laughs> um, and she also talks about how she's uh, working on a lot of other music. So, um Oh, one other thing before we get into it, uh, and you'll hear it in just a second, but she has an amazing uh, Wish cameo, a Wish uh, collabo mm-hmm. uh, with Carrie Underwood, which doesn't seem like on paper to make a whole lot of sense. I love it, though. But it makes total sense when you listen to the interview. So uh, give a listen to our interview with Dinah Jane. I'm drinking, baby, cause I'm Welcome to the Billboard Pop Shop Podcast, Dinah Jane. Hi. How's it going? Amazing. Thank you for coming in and doing this. Yeah. Of course. I mean, I have the biggest smile right now because I just entered your guys' 7-Eleven closet. <laughs> so I can't closet. stop smiling right now. She, uh, Dinah Jane went to our snack closet in yes, our room. I did. And there's a whole, I mean, there, she has a team of people here with us and there's lots of snacks piled up in it's front of It's for office morale, but Can it works it? for our Can pod shop, shop guests as well. <laughs> that's actually just paper I'm doing. She's actually got real stuff. Um Anyway, let's talk about your new single, Bottled Up. Yes. Um, it's working our way onto our charts. I'm so happy. I've seen Hi. that. <laughs> I've and been watching. I think, if I'm correct, this is the your first single where you are the sole lead artist. It is sort of like your proper, like, 
introduction right. as mm-hmm. a soloist. How did it feel to kind of let your baby out into mm-hmm. the wild, so to speak? It was kind of scary at first. Um, I feel like people expect a lot from me. Um, you know, I feel like people always had an idea of who Dinah Jane was. But um, being that this was my first one, I kind of wanted to come off of like, I want you to get familiar with where I've come from. Mm. And being, you know, fifth, being in a Fifth Harmony group, um, I kind of kind of want to stay in that familiar sound. And then I referenced some Fifth Harmony um songs in there as well and it was just something really personal to me as far as concept goes um i've been to so many parties and i know so many friends and family that are really close and so dear to me that have trouble expressing the way they feel so they turn to these substances to actually get their emotions out which in a way is healthy because i'd rather you get it out than leave it in because i'm the type of person to always you know compress it and never let it out never shine light on it um, and so, yeah, this this record is just something really special to me. And on top of that, I have Marky Basin's Ty Dolla Sign on it. And I feel like their, vo- their voice kind of brings more of a flair to it. It mm. makes it more special. You guys, like, like the all the all the voices work really well together on the track. Thank like, you. They, like, there's, like, there's some great harmony. Oh, oh, oh thank you. That was not planned. And it <laughs> that was not? Be a reference. Right, right, right. No, right. it wasn't. <laughs> um, and that's really lame. I'm so sorry. Not at all. <laughs> Um, you co-wrote the song. Yes. Um, so what was it like? When, how did it kind of come together? And um, and when did you bring those guys in, too? Okay, so originally this record was actually really slow. It started off like an, as an acoustic. Mm. And it was t- Mark and I, we started off in the studio, and I begged people. I was like, I need to work with Mark. I need to work with Mark. I'm a huge fan. Um, he's a great writer. And so he, you know, being, it's my first time actually being hands on. Um, I was afraid and very timid and he kind of pushed me out of that fear. And he's mm. like, no, 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 put, get your hands on this record because it's something special. It has to come from you of what you feel and what you see. And so, um, we sped up the tempo. I was in there and I just got comfortable with the records and I didn't really let it, let fear get in the way of the subject or let people think like this is far off of what of who I am Mm. and I get it like it's kind of very um it's very out there of what I'm saying especially in the second verse um I could get it with a one night stand but it won't be real (laughs) and I just want to step into me being a woman as well like not being afraid to talk about things that actually are real Mm. and yeah there are no barriers when I wrote this one with him it's got to be interesting too after being in a group and um not always saying your own words to finally be able to like speak your own words and and everything you say you know your fans are gonna hear it from you and and know that you wrote it and said it exactly and I want them to grow with me because Mm. I can't always baby everything up and I want them to know like I'm actually 21 now grown ass woman I'm a woman I'm a woman now I go through things things I won't tell you (laughs) something I keep in the dark but you get the idea (laughs) Um, and was getting Ty on the track sort of a no brainer I mean he's sort of like an honorary member of Fifth Harmony at this point (laughs) Um, it it just makes a lot of sense it made a lot of sense conceptually just Mm -hmm. because you know I'm referencing work from home Mm -hmm. worth it I didn't mean to put down in there. It just happened. <laughs> this was actually written before down actually came out. Whoa. So it was funny. And I was like, wow, because of us, we kind of manifested the record down. Wow. Right. Uh, down is a record we do with the harmony. And um, For those listening, just, yeah. not know. just putting it out there. <laughs> and um, yeah, just throwing tie on it. I thought it was just like a no brainer. Mm. Put him on. And on top of that, I'm just a huge fan of his voice. Like he's killing it right now. He's like the new, like, the the artist that everybody wants on their record and mm. why not right you know so and you actually uh, originally brought him into the fold right with Fifth Harmony <laughs> I did 
<laughs> I do that. I say that proudly. Um, I remember our A and R reaching out, and he was like, "Who should be on this work from home reference, um, work from home song?" And there were a couple artists that he listed, but I didn't feel like they fit well. So I went back, and we had like a little break, and I was listening to some SoundCloud SoundCloud artists, mm. and that's where I found Mark and Ty. They did a record together. So as I heard Ty, I was like, "Who is this guy?" And I listened to Paranoid, and I was like, "Okay, there's something about this guy's voice. It sounds like." It could definitely fit in the record. So I ran back to my NR and I was like, there's this guy tied all the time. You need to put him on right now. Like, I feel like he's the one. He's the one. Just try him out. Just try him out. And he's like, okay, let's do it. Mm-hmm. And that's how Work From Home came about. That's crazy. Wow. And yeah. you guys have been BFFs ever since. Right. Yes. And Lauren yes. thanks well, you as yes, well for Yes, that. Lauren yes. you too. <laughs> You're welcome, sis. <laughs> um, how have you felt about, you know, stepping into the solo spotlight, you know, on your own? Um, has it been... Was it, I mean, obviously it's been sort of, you've been working towards this, Mm -hmm. but was it like nerve wracking or were you just like, oh yeah, I'm ready. Let's go. (laughs) I wish that was the attitude in the beginning. Oh yeah, I'm ready. (laughs) But I wasn't (laughs) just because I was so used to my girls, like their company. We always went everywhere together. Um, It was never a dull moment. You're always, you're always entertained on the road. And, um, and then with that, I was actually what benefited from all that I actually now can write songs that is me mm-hmm. basically is very personal yeah. and I don't have to like think about it or like think about other people's opinions and let that interfere with what I'm feeling um and I'm sure they all feel the same way because we all have different different tastes in music as far as genres and an idea of who we are as individuals which I fully respect so um with that being said yeah we're on a really good place and I I'm so grateful for where we are now because 15 to 21 now is like so different. Oh my oh, yeah. God. Yes. A few things changed. Yeah. Things. <laughs> so I'm, I was a little afraid in the beginning, but now that I took time to write these records, I've written about like 60, just 60. I don't think that's enough. But I've written about 60. <laughs> sure. Honestly. That's great. I'm working on a box set for your day. <laughs> <laughs> I've written about 60 and I, I would say like I had to go through a couple trial and errors just to figure out who I really was and if this record actually sums up who I am as a mm. whole. A few weeks ago, you got to perform Bottled Up on The Tonight Show. Yes. Um, do you have any other uh, performances or appearances like that planned? <laughs> Soon. Oh. Soon. I can't <laughs> that reveal. That you can talk about. Oh, no, you can't I know, reveal. I'm sorry. Um, what was it like to do that big yeah. you know, solo yeah. performance, though? Okay, Jimmy Fallon was just a shocker. I was like, what? He wants me to come perform for the very first time <laughs> by myself. And that was like my first debut as a solo artist and was on his show. No so pressure. I, no fine. pressure at all. I was really nervous, not going to lie. You got a bunch of dancers there helping you, so, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A little bit different, though. Yeah. <laughs> do I have to keep this PG? No, oh, no, you no? do not. Okay. Go ahead. Well, I had the nervous shits. <laughs> Hella times. <laughs> Hella like, Where is she going with this? <laughs> not going to lie. I had nervous shits before the show, before the night before, I had rehearsals, and I was just like, I can't. Your publicist is shaking her head. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, I'm being, I'm being real. I really did. And artists, I know there's a there, lot of artists that go through this. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And I'm speaking on their behalf. So I was nervous. And the day of, I had to, you know, actually pinch myself and mm. say, this is actually happening. Like, this is you kicking off the very first time of Dan and Jane. And, um, I started becoming more excited than nervous mm. and the excitement kind of grew into the performance and it just proved itself like, wow, 
this is it. This feels great. And um, I'm just really glad for the I'm really happy with the, my team that actually made this possible, my label and my management, because it would have been possible if they weren't, you know, 100 percent fully attentive on me. And they were and they're very hands on and they're excited as much as I am. Speaking awesome. of that, um, you know, uh, back in August, it was announced that you had signed with L.A. Reid's Hitco label. Yes. Um, what's the plan going forward with future music? Are you kind of like waiting and seeing how the single's going to do? I mean, you already talked about how you had 60 songs kind of. Yeah. <laughs> when do we get to hear written. any yes. of these 60 When is the 60-song playlist yeah. coming out? <laughs> um, is the idea to sort of work on a, like a body of work that yes. will eventually come out at some point? At some point. Yes, at some point. At we'll keep it nice and vague. <laughs> <laughs> I would love, I would love to give you more information. <laughs> we have a plan. No one's, li- no one's listening. We have a plan. <laughs> it's just the three of us. And you know what? It's not about, for me personally, it's not about like shooting for like, we got to have this like number one record ASAP. It's mm-hmm. more of like, let's just run with the flow because at, at the same time, I'm reintroducing myself and I'm kind of creating my own fan base, my own personal fan base. And um, with my music and my style i just want people to kind of i just want to let that resonate with them first and then we can start going off there but as of right now bottled up is out but, but time <laughs> down, so that's really good yeah but you but you are working on other music too i am working on a lot of other music mm-hmm. can you give us an idea of like a vibe at all is it from kind of like, like following it, bottled up ish right or? uh kind of kind of yeah um Rhythmic-y, I don't leaning. like to think that I'm one dimension. Oh, we weren't. We weren't. No, suggesting no, 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 that. no. Of course, of course. Um, <laughs> you're, you're doing a country album, you're right? <laughs> Actually, <laughs> one day you could do it. One day, sure. some I sort will. of bluegrass folk record. One of my first. <laughs> Why not? Was, that was one of my first genres that I fell in love with. Really? Because of Carrie Underwood, oh, of on course, American oh. Idol. Funny story, when she won, my grandmother had a loose tooth. We were so excited. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's going to be me. I'm going to be a superstar. And my grandma got so excited when she won. She jumped up and she elbowed my mouth (gasps) that my tooth fell out. (laughs) And then she told me, actually, though... This something good came out of it. Okay. She said, you have to go make a wish now. It's her thing. She's like, you have to go make a wish now. Throw it over the roof and tell me what you wish for. Okay. My wish was to become a superstar. Oh. And then that happened. Yeah. See, Grandma's Elbow and American Idol Night worked. Yeah. <laughs> it all worked. I and manifested it. you followed it. a similar path to Carrie, it's too. Weird. You I, also... I was like nine, ten years old. <laughs> and then when I turned 11, I told my parents, I want to be a superstar. And then mm-hmm. like, we pursued it. Now here I am. That's okay. So, <laughs> have, have you have you been able to tell Carrie Underwood this story? Right, no, right. No. Uh, well, you sort of yet. just did. Not I think yet. it's a weird story to tell her, is it? <laughs> no, I think it's, it's kind of, awesome. It's cute. <laughs> it's cute. I would love to do a record with Carrie Underwood. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. But my... No, fast forward. Um, <laughs> I will not do a country album right as of right now. As of right now. But Never as far know. as style and <laughs> direction... Of Dinah Jane right now. It's definitely urban R&B. So you can get like a little flavor of that. It meets 90s, 2000s. So um, my mom's um, a vocalist. She sings. She's been doing this for a a minute now. And then my dad, he's like a wannabe rapper. He's always been had bars. And (laughs) (laughs) I see a a feature in your picture. (laughs) Just my parents, their music, their Taste in music kind of influenced me into sure. who I am and shaped me into the kind of artist I want to be. And I've always listened to a lot of Mariah Carey, Brandy, mm-hmm. Whitney Houston, you name it. Um, New Edition. Uh, there's so many good ones. 80s, um, 90s. Yeah, Tevin Campbell. Sure. Yes. 
my mom took me back to all of those and my dad's over here with Mac 10, Tupac, yeah. and oh, wow. okay. Bone Thugs and Harmony. I'm like, okay, here we go. I got a little hood in me and a little, little sang like, in me too. Like, like, new, like late 80s new edition? Like if it isn't love type new edition? Yes. Or, uh, oh, yes. or cool, cool It Now. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oops, cool got it excited. Now. Cool It Now. Yeah. Got to cool it. See, we, Katie and I were going to like jump in, but we can't sing as <laughs> yeah. good as you. Oh, hey, you could have bobbed your head. Yeah. yeah, she's going yeah. with you. Yeah, we're doing it right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I sort of helped. I hummed. I we're background. not really helping. You guys are so fun. Um, well, golly, we can just talk about your family now. We can just, you know, if we, <laughs> no, 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 it's about me. <laughs> oh, this is going to hoot. Yes. Um, and thank you so much for taking the time to, to chat with us and best of luck with all the of new course. music. And we can't thank wait you. to hear it all. Thank you so much. I'm yes. excited myself. Yes. Oh, we appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks so much to Dinah Jane for stopping by. She couldn't have been, uh, any less of the most awesome sweetheart. Yep, she's exactly what you think she is. Yes. She's really, really nice. She And she has a great, like, radio voice. Mm. She has, it's like when I was listening back on the headphones as we were, like, sort of putting the show together. Is it she, very Delilah? Um, is Oh, she's the... What? <laughs> the, like, soft rock, like, late night DJ who takes all the requests. Yeah, I mean, Dinah Jane sort of has that voice. Smoky. Smoky. Yeah. I mean, I mean, but she's she doesn't sound like that the entire time. She, it wasn't just like, <laughs> hey there, sultry Kate. sultry interview. Yeah, it, it wasn't just like the sultry interview with Dinah Jane. Um, all right. Now, it's time for the chart stat of the week. Twenty-five years ago this week, meatloaf. Uh, we had it for dinner. Meatloaf. It's great <laughs> yep. uh, TV dinner. Swanson. It was great in the. And anyway, no meatloaf got his first and only number one hot 100 hit with the epic rock ballad i'd do anything for love but i won't do that how did you sing none of that <laughs> well but i won't do that no nah. <laughs> i won't do okay sorry i just need like a lot of crashing cymbals and a guitar and drums um the track jumped two to one on the list dated november 6th 1993 and spent five weeks atop the list the song reunited Meatloaf with songwriter and producer Jim Steinman uh, more than 15 years after the pair collaborated on the successful Bat Out of Hell album, in which Steinman wrote every song. The 1977 album spent seven months inside the top 40 of the Billboard 200, spun off three top 40 hits on the Hot 100, and, well, you know, made Meatloaf a star. While it took 15 years for Bat Out of Hell to spawn a sequel, it was worth the wait. The album, which was fittingly titled Bat Out of Hell 2, Back Into Hell, was again written entirely by Steinman. Shouldn't it have been called Bat in Hell then? Um, Bat goes back to hell? Part three was, I'm, I'm going to leave hell once more, but I might come back. Bat, bat vacation. But I might come back. Uh, the album hit number one on October 30th, 1993, one week before its lead single, I'd Do Anything for Love, hit number one on the Hot 100. The album would go on to sell 5.3 million copies in the U.S., while the single earned Meatloaf his first Grammy Award for Best Rock Vocal Performance Solo. Okay, fun facts about this. Would you believe the name of the song, I'd Do Anything for Love, isn't even in the song's lyrics? 
Because he says, I would do anything for love. Yep. He never actually says the phrase, I'd do. I'd do. It's like, I would do anything for I'd, love. Honestly, I would have gotten that song title wrong. Because, I mean, you, it's like, oh, it's called I'd do anything for love. But it's like, no, people think, oh, it's called I would do anything. Yeah, exactly. It's because that's what he sings in the mm-hmm. song. So you kind of wonder, why didn't you just call it I would do anything for love? Because uh, Meatloaf does what Meatloaf wants. Yeah. Um, <laughs> another fun fact, the album version of the song is 12 minutes long. Uh, take that, SoundCloud rappers of 2018 with your oh. two-minute-long songs. The single edit of I'd Do Anything for Love was trimmed down to, oh, a little over five minutes. Mm-hmm. Still a long song for radio to play. The video, on the other hand, was shaved down to just seven minutes and 45 seconds. Oh, yeah, that's an epic video. Yeah. For our for our younger listeners, please go watch that video. It's insane. Uh, directed by Michael Bay, I believe. <laughs> well, that's why it's insane. Pretty sure it's directed by Haven't, Michael Bay. We've had the conversation about this before, about how like the woman in the video is not the woman who sings on, that, on this song, right? That's correct. And I'm right. I think you you and I both watched VH1's pop up video yeah. a long time ago when it was still on, and one of the most fascinating fun facts when they did the pop up treatment for this video was that uh, the model that is in the video and the model is recalls Christy Turlington, okay, um, who's a supermodel, but nice, it is not Christy, but Turlington. it is not Christy Turlington, <laughs> but she has kind of a similar um, look. Uh, lip syncs the female vocals in the track during the bridge a female vocalist comes in and basically has this back and forth with meatloaf talking about you know would you do this would you do that i won't do that i won't do that i would do that blah 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 and in the video um there's a supermodel lip syncing and no one knew who the actual female vocalist was because in the album credits it just credits her i think as mrs loud or some vague like it doesn't say who she is so it was this great mystery who is this female singer and according to vh1's pop-up video Suddenly, record labels were like, we need to sign that woman because they see this beautiful woman Oh yeah, in the video sync- lip-syncing this yeah. track, but they don't realize that she's lip-syncing. It yeah. turns out she was just a model, didn't get a recording gig <sighs> out of this. Um, but anyway, you should watch the video. Wait, do I don't know who the actual singer is. Do you? Should we look um, that up? I, th- I feel like her name is Lorraine something or other. I could be wrong. Well, let me find out. Well, while Katie's checking that now, uh, I can... I can sing something, something, no. <laughs> Lorraine Crosby. Lorraine Crosby. A singer from England. Sure. But it's a real Bonnie Tyler vibe. Oh, yeah. Like, if somebody told you it was Bonnie Tyler and this model lip sync to Bonnie Tyler, you would believe that. It's it's very um, raspy. Yes. <laughs> kind of like I know background the territory I've been around. <laughs> It'll all turn to dust and we'll all fall down. Okay, yeah, that doesn't was, really sound like... She was named Mrs. Loud. Meanwhile, she's beautiful. So, like, she must have been thinking, like, what kind of troll was I that I couldn't just be in the video? Maybe they wanted to preserve some sort of mystery. Maybe. Maybe Mrs. Loud was a was a cryptic character. That also does kind of make you think. It's, I mean, she, it's like, why would you have <laughs> someone gorgeous. else... What year was that picture? I mean, this looks like it's an uh, like a like a newer picture new photo, and she's a beautiful like fifty something year old woman. So you can only imagine what she looked like in nineteen ninety three or whatever this was. I, I mean, I wonder, you know, maybe maybe um, here she and Meatloaf are. No, that's not Meatloaf. That's definitely no. Like, that's back in the seventies. That's, that's a di- that's a different anonymous Definitely. female vocalist. <laughs> um, well, I don't know. That's uh, interesting. Yeah. We've now fallen to a rabbit hole. Yeah, this is what, by the way, this is daily. This is daily life slash conversation. <laughs> Feel free to call us, Mrs. Loud. Okay, so there you have it. This week, back in 1993, Meatloaf hit number one on the Hot 100 with I'd Do Anything for Love, parenthetical, 
but I won't do that in parenthetical. <laughs> oh, I would do anything for love. I would do anything for love, but I won't do that. Do you ever wonder what Meatloaf won't do? Yeah, what won't he do? Have well, he had interviews um, where he well, talked about it? If you just listen to the song, it's kind of obvious. Um, he'd basically never lie to you. He won't screw around on you. And he won't leave you. That's it. Well, if you listen to the song. <laughs> Doesn't it seem like some like the woman asked him to like murder her ex-boyfriend or something like super <laughs> severe? <laughs> Will you kill my ex-boyfriend and put him into the ground? <laughs> yeah. Ooh, God, I won't do that. Oh, nah, God. I won't do that. That's I mean, what 11-year-old Katie thought when she was listening to that on the radio. That you thought she was asking well, him I to Well, I thought cut. it was going to be something like extreme. And you, and after listening to the song, you still couldn't figure out what it was? Yeah. You weren't listening very closely well, Apparently. Then. Also, I was 11. But in the female vocals, in the female vocals, she's basically saying, like, she starts, it starts off, like, really, like, hot. And she's like, you know, the, the and he's like, I, I, I would do that. Yeah, I would do that. Uh-huh. And then she's like, sooner or later, you'll be screwing around. Oh, yeah. And he's like, I won't do that. Yeah. Like, no, I won't screw around on you. I won't cheat on well, you. Well, you know what? Then why is there a but in the title? Because it's like, I would do anything for love. Like, and not but, but I won't, but like... But I won't lie to you. Right, but, like, that's... If he's doing anything it for should love... It should be, and I won't. And I won't do that. Well, I don't know. It makes it more of a mysterious song. Jim Steinman, <laughs> well, if you're really listening, feel free up. to call us. We can, we can discuss their finer oh, points of God. holding out for a hero, which is also written by <laughs> well, Jim Steinman. Well, there you go. Back or, to Bonnie, right? It's All Coming Back to Me Now, uh, performed by Celine Dion, made a hit by Celine Dion. Oh, man. I, those are just great songs. Mm-hmm. Total Eclipse of the Heart, also written by Jim Steinman. Wow. Well, not surprising that Mrs. Loud and Bonnie Tyler have some similar vibes then. Yeah, Jim Steinman has sort of an epic appeal yeah. going on. Yes. Um, so we should definitely go out on Total Eclipse of the Heart. Obviously. Uh, we'll see you guys next time. Bye. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad. To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai.